In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Joe-Man. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 264 of the Car Joe Mez podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always. I'm Joe of the Car Joe Mez podcast. Yeah you are. Hey buddy, how you doing? Gomez, I'm not gonna lie to you. I have been better. Oh no, what's the matter? Your double main man is a little bit under the weather, so you may be able to hear it in my voice. I apologize in advance. I have been stricken with the, the debilitating the head cold. Oh, my God. I thought it was the COVID. I got nervous. It is actually not the COVID. I had to go get tested. It just turns out I have a bad cold. Have you been tested for COVID before? Yes. Okay, I haven't. I've never had the test. I've had COVID, but they say it was early on, so they're like, we ain't giving you a test because three other people already had the test, and it says yes, so we're just going to assume you're a yes. It's like, okay. Well, that's fun. (laughs) So I've never had, heard it's not fun sticking that thing all the way up in your nose. It was less than pleasant. Mm, My goodness. Touching your brain. And people, there's like an at-home kit, so you got to do that to yourself? Isn't that wild? (laughs) When I first did it, the first time I did it, like the medical professional who was brought into my job to do this handed it to me and was like, all right, have at it. (laughs) Like, what? That's so crazy to me. I was like, listen, I I don't know a lot about a lot, but... I definitely know that I did not spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on medical school to be pointing pointing this thing into my brain. Like, it's one thing if it's like a mouth swab, but to stick something up to touch your brain seems kind of dangerous. Maybe you shouldn't be I, doing that. I was terrified. I felt like Hans Mole Man when they start putting the drill into the top of his head. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that uh, you don't have the COVID, just a head cold. All right, so a couple days on the shelf. No biggie. You'll be up and at them soon. Uh, I I hope so, because I need to be out there spreading my good vibes. You know, I'm the godfather of good vibes. But I would like to take this opportunity to thank everybody listening for another very successful week of downloads on the Car Jomez podcast. Another first day download record. So... You guys, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, that you would come and listen to this little show about two pals just shooting the shit. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Look at that. And we hope to have some nice little gifts for you guys in a little bit. We're working on some things, working on some stuff. But in the meantime, remember to subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get it. Tell your friends all about it and follow us on all the social medias at Carjomez. Yes. Uh, when did you get sick? Did you get to enjoy your, your weekend? Actually, it was probably uh, 
it was over the weekend where I started feeling it. Oh no! And then um, probably the worst was um, we're recording this on Wednesday morning. It was probably the worst on Sunday, but I'm definitely still dealing with it. Damn! You think uh, you saw the new work schedule? You think the change of uh, the sleep schedule? I think, I, yeah, I think that could be it. The change in temperatures that I'm used to and. Just the uh, getting my body used to a brand new routine that is considerably different than what it has been used to. The best is the first thing you say is temperatures. You love your temperatures over there. Uh, they, they, they call me the talisman of temperature. <laughs> because I, I like a certain degrees. I like certain degrees. 98 degrees. Give me just one night. Una noche. Everyone loves that. Who doesn't that. love 98 Ev- degrees? No, come on. You don't have a soul if you don't love that. Let's exactly. See. If you don't like 98 degrees, unsubscribe to this show right now. We don't need you. <laughs> right now, it's a, a nice, crisp 63 degrees in the woods here today. Mmm, that's perfect. Um, I don't know if I could do 63 at this point. <laughs> 63 is too much. Oh, no. So what is it, 68, 69, so, or you don't go on to 70? So, this is a true story. Um, A couple years ago, I wake up, I'm on my day off, and I go, wow, it's, it's chilly here. I look at the thermostat, and it was down to 68 degrees. Oh, and I took this opportunity to go to Walmart and buy some sweatpants because I needed to cover up. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Anything under 70 now is a little bit too cold for me. My goodness. I, I imagine you have what? Like one pair of pants? You have a pair of dress pants, a pair of like jeans, and everything else is just shorts. So I do not own jeans at this point. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I have that one pair of sweatpants. I have... Um, a pair of flamingo suit pants. Of course. That go with my flamingo suit jacket. Obviously. Um, and I have a pair of white dress pants that I wore uh, to Gasparilla a couple years ago because I went. Gasparilla, for those who don't know, is a pirate festival yes, in Tampa, Florida, where they celebrate being founded by pirates. And everybody usually dresses up like a pirate or even like if you are less on the cosplay spectrum, uh, they'll put on like a Pittsburgh Pirates t-shirt and be like, oh, look at me. I'm a pirate. Okay, fuck boy. Yeah, you think you're clever. Get out of here. I decided to take that chance and go instead of a pirate, I went as a yacht captain. (laughs) It works. (laughs) And I was a smash hit. People loved me. People bought me drinks all day. Took photos with me, like I was a like a star or something, just because I was so different from anybody else at Gasparilla. And the the, the legend of Captain Shoes began. I mean, I guess really that's really where it would have begun, <laughs> and that's probably like five years ago now. I love it. Living the gimmick, bro. It's you. That's it. Yeah, you know it. It, it is me. Just now, I have the mustache to go with it. Oh, Gasparilla is a and, good time. Gasparilla is so much fun. I hope. I, I guess it'll be back next year. I think we're far enough removed from COVID at this point to do an outdoor parade I'll where pirates it. try to take away the key to your city. Have you ever made it to the end of the parade? Because I know our good friend Pete Cool has never made it. <laughs> never. I never made it to any part of the parade. <laughs> I love. Let's it. let's just explain Gasparilla for 
a lot of people don't, you know, it's it's such a local thing. People sure. don't understand it. Gaspar, so the city of Tampa was founded by pirates, and the last Saturday in January, they have this big parade and hullabaloo about, oh my God, do you hear that wheezing every time I breathe? That was you wheezing? Um, oh my God. It sounded like a whistle. Yeah, bro. You sound like the fucking, the gopher from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> So the city of Tampa has this parade, and in the days leading up to it, pirates go to the mayor's office and demand the key to the city. And the mayor goes, no, I will not give you the key to this city. And the pirates go, well, we're going to bring all our pirate friends here on this Saturday, and we're going to take the key to this city by force. And so the people of Tampa, like me, we fight back against these pirates by standing (laughs) on the sidewalks and drinking. God bless Thank you for your service. You know, I'm just here trying to keep my town safe. I'm basically a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. <laughs> I just want to make sure that there's a neighborhood for, for me to be friendly in. That's right. So that's, that's why I drink in protest of these pirates. <laughs> but that's fun. That's a fun thing. Like It's not just a parade. They make it a whole little thing. It's cute. Yeah. So there, there's always parties and like all the bars are doing like specials and you know, everything is packed. It's such a great time. And I encourage everyone, like, it's one of those local things that I guess you would never know about unless you live there or know someone who did. But, like, seriously, go check it out at some point. It's just such a great time. But the thing is, is I've never made it to the parade. I always say I'm going to make it to the parade, but I, I end up taking detours. You know, I stop in a couple bars and have a couple adult beverages. I see someone I know and I stop. I get hungry. I go to eat. And never once in all my years have I ever made it to the parade. I wonder what's at the end of the parade. It might be magical. It might be the pirates actually taking the key to the city. For all I know, the mayor is a pirate by now. Oh, my God. That's true. You don't live in Tampa. It could have been overrun by pirates. Who knows? Uh, Black Bay, the pirate. Oh, that's the name of the pirate? I mean, where it is now. <laughs> it is now. Oh, you mentioned uh, you were feeling under the weather. Uh, so we were going to record this podcast on Tuesday. We always do Tuesdays. You weren't feeling good? I said, no problem. Relax. Get some rest. So I had the day off. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to enjoy myself, go see a movie. It's going to be wonderful. Really? Yes. Well, let's just say I maybe enjoyed myself too much before the movie. I may have indulged in the the devil's lettuce. And um, I get to the movie. I look at my my ticket. You know, it's on your, your phone. So I just look at the thing. I see five. I go, okay. I'm in theater five. Grab some nachos. I'm sitting in the theater. I'm sitting there, it's dark, it's empty, I assumed it'd be empty. Uh, I'm seeing some movie, don't matter, the movie's a small movie. Uh, and uh, I'm sitting there, I'm like, it's kind of weird that there's no trailers playing in front of this movie. But the other day when I went to see Venom, we'll be talking about Venom soon, uh, we had an incident with the movie. The movie started, like, right on time. I walked into the movie, it was a 7.45 movie, I walked in 7.50, and Venom was already playing. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck? So, today, uh, yeah, Tuesday, when I'm sitting there and there's no trailers, I'm like, yo, what's up with this theater? They've been acting up lately. Messing up my trailers here, messing up the movie the other day. So, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, all right, I'm going to give them 10 minutes. And if 10 minutes, nothing happens, I'm going to go and 
and talk to the people. Ten minutes are coming up. Someone walks into the theater. So I'm like, all right, someone else is in here. Let's see what happens. Tell me it's someone from the actual theater asking why you were there. <laughs> no. So because all I picture is like you in that thing at the end of The Simpsons, like, shh, do 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 do. It's like the critic. You have to leave, sir. <laughs> I have no place else to go. So he sits down. He's behind the row behind me. He sits down. Then all of a sudden he gets up immediately, and as he's walking down the steps, he's looking at his watch. I'm like, ugh, my double main man here. Thank you. Go, yes, obviously. Go take care of this. He's actually waiting for the boogeyman to come to get him. <laughs> he leaves the theater. About a minute later, the screen turns on, and they start showing, uh, like, uh, like the before the trailer entertainment, where it's like, you know, stupid. Okay, the trivia like Maria Menounos. Yeah, except this one don't got that. It's just, just random stuff. No one is doing it. So I'm like, okay, awesome. I'm like, so I guess maybe this will run for two minutes while they get stuff ready, whatever. Sitting there. It's five minutes. I'm like, this is really weird that, like, this is, like, what's going on? And the guy gets up again, looks at his watch, and leaves. So I'm like, okay, thank you again, sir. What is happening? But this time he comes back and nothing changes. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So now it's like 25 minutes since the past the movie time. So I'm like, this is this is wild. 25 minutes past movie time, and we're not even on trailers. We're still in pre-trailer entertainment. Yeah, so I'm like, this is wild. Like, I was like, I have the whole day, because it's early. It's 11 o'clock showing, so I don't have nothing to do till 4 o'clock. So I'm good. So I'm like, whatever. I mean, I guess I'll just deal with this, but this is really weird. So I'm like, this, I don't, I don't know. So I grab my, my phone, and I look at my movie ticket, and so my seat was five. My theater was 16. So I was sitting in this theater oh boy. for 25 minutes, eating my nachos. Let me tell you, I enjoyed the shit out of my nachos, which was part of the reason why I wasn't rushing to get up, because I'm like, yo, these nachos, I got the extra cheese sauce. I'm like, this is just, I mean, whatever. You're you're always on point with the extra cheese sauce. You got to. Sometimes you need it, sometimes you don't. But for $2, you, did, you roll with it. What's up? So I, I was chilling. So by that time that I realized that, my movie was, you know, 15 minutes in. So I just went home. So I basically paid $7 to, thankfully it was $7 movie day. I paid $7 to go to the movie theaters and have nachos for and lunch. Have nachos, yes. I mean, it wasn't a bad day. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> sit in a dark, quiet theater by yourself <laughs> enjoying a thing of nachos. Reading some trivia. Really easy trivia. Like, Can I be honest with you? Like, we've known each other a long time. So <laughs> we know a lot about each other, but... I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> like, I, I just want to be as happy as you are in that moment. Just, like, thinking that something may be amiss, but too concerned with how delicious the nachos were to really care about it. Because I haven't had nachos in a while. Every time we go to the movies, it's usually early in the day, and I'm a pretzel bites guy. And they never have the them. pretzel bites in the morning. They even tell you... It's a little too early. We usually get them ready for the afternoon and for dinner. So when you come See, in, you don't me, have it. See, with me, if you go to an early show, 
they'll tell you, hey, it's going to be about six minutes. Do you mind waiting? They don't even offer that. They're like, oh, we don't have oh, any. It's cold as ice. I don't know if it's because they're short staffed, so like no one can go to the other side or something. I don't know. So, but they just tell you, yeah, we really don't do that. We just have nachos in the morning. So I'm like, you know what? Let's get some goddamn nachos. And they were so good. Rico's cheese sauce, the best cheese sauce in the game. Oh, the best. So I had a nice day. I would have liked to see the movie, but it's all right. I'll go another day. What a, what a time to be alive. You know, I can't top this story, Gomez, but oh, I watched a little movie outside of our purview. And I'm sure it's something you've seen before, but I never have. And Kayla and I had movie night last Friday. Got uh, We had some time together. And so she said, hey, I really love this movie. I want you to watch it with me. So I go, okay. We get the movie. Ooh. It is called The Room. See, now you make her watch a lot of He-Man. So I, I understand you felt you need to cooperate with her here. And boy, did she pick a doozy for you, my man. Apparently she loves this movie. Who doesn't? I, I, I mean, me, for starters. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> did she warn you about the movie? What did she say about this movie other than it's my favorite thing? Like, what did she say? She just loves it. And she's like, she's like, I really want to share this movie with you. It's a big deal to me. And I'm like, wow, you know, like, I feel important that something so close to your heart, you want to, you want to open that up like the matrix of leadership and share it with me. Like, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Gomez, I don't know what I was. So I, I know of the room. Okay. I know of sure. it. I've never seen it. I've never been interested to see it. I know that there's a really weird looking guy in it. And it like, it's very weird. And I never knew, like, I thought this was a much more recent movie because I feel like maybe like five years ago, like everybody was talking yes. about it. And I was like, how dare you Twitter? I will not succumb to your peer pressure and watch this movie. Well, it became a thing. And then it became a thing again, because remember James Franco made a movie about this movie. So it was a big deal for a while. This is why it's had some popularity. I assume that you would, when you want to show someone a movie like this, I think you you really gotta gotta lay it in there that uh, hey, you're not gonna watch something that's good. Like don't don't think this is the best movie ever. It's the best movie in other ways, but you gotta temper those expectations. I feel. And I honestly, I think she was upfront. Okay, with that. good. But I'm still like, I don't know. Like, I've a lot of people were on this this movie's dick for a long time. Like, it's got to be something, right? And it is. It's definitely something. It's something exactly. But holy shit, this the room, bro. Like the first 15 minutes of the movie, there are three separate sex scenes. So what makes this movie different is that this is um. This was made with, like, love and passion. Like, this is not meant to be a goof. Like, this is, like, a serious... Like, this guy's, like... Well, you laugh at first. Like, he was like, yo, why are you laughing at this movie? What are you talking about? So, there's a lot of movies lately that come along and try to do this vibe. And it gets lumped in. But this is a genuine picture that this guy said, I'm gonna make the best movie ever. And boy, oh boy, did he yeah, make a movie. Put his heart and soul into the <laughs> yes. script, into the Everything. acting. And it is atrocious. Horrendous. Every, everything from the script to the acting to the photography, 
Everything about it is absolutely terrible. It's very bad. And Tommy Wiseau, who is the star, the creator, he's like 100 years old. (laughs) And his accent is just so, like, unexpected. You've never heard something like it before. (laughs) I I don't even know what kind of accent it is. No one knows. Like, where could he possibly be from? Like, what planet in the solar system talks like this? Because it is nowhere on Earth. There would be be a stereotype about this accent somewhere if this was real. And there isn't. There are no racial slurs to go along with this kind of accent that I've ever heard. So, where the fuck could that accent possibly be from? Oh man, I'm, very, I'm happy you saw it though. I feel whether you enjoy it, you don't get it. I do feel it's something that should be experienced because it's 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 something. It, there's not many things like it, and uh, for that you got to give it to him. I mean, there's just so much that goes into this movie that, like, I mean, outside of like, we may have to do a like a real deal watch along. Like, on Twitch or something with people, like, chiming in their thoughts and making jokes as we do this. Because there is just no way to comprehend this movie if you haven't seen it. Like, you cannot possibly put into words what you've seen. Oh, that's a good idea. I think, especially if you're not uh, familiar with this, this will be... uh, This is definitely something... To be experienced also with with people, you know. I love going to the movies by myself, just seeing the movie, chilling. But there are times where a theater full of people do do enhance an experience, and this is definitely uh, one of those one of those things. Yeah, I would love to. We just did a Twitch stream last week again at Twitch.tv/slash Mr. Joe Shoes. Gomez and I were joined by our double main man, the Big Action Baby, Pedro Donis. New York City, Big Apple Award winner for Teacher of the Year 2020. And uh, we had a nice little time. We spent about two hours just really shooting the shit. I didn't think it was going to go that long, but everyone was asking questions, having a good time. Yeah, eating pizza, going over nostalgia, talking about uh, old school NBA uh, jerseys that we had as kids and what we think classifies as an oddball. And and if, hey, listen, if there is anyone out there, who can possibly hook me up with a real deal, like a good-looking Minnesota Timberwolves Christian Leitner jersey. I'm all ears. Slide into the DMs at Jomez because I need, like, a 1993 Christian Leitner jersey. I love it. That'd be awesome. Christian Leitner. I'll wear it everywhere. Show off, show off my guns. <laughs> Like Arn Anderson. Oh boy, that was an unexpected promo, huh? <laughs> I still like haven't seen it, but I've seen all the memes and all the photos making its way through social media, and it's like at this point, like I don't even want to know. I wanted to just continue in my life as theater of the mind. I just wanted to be whatever it chooses to be. I watch AEW, but when Cody Rhodes is on, that's a quick, uh, that's a quick turn turn off the channel for me. So I did not see the promo. He's like the modern day Jeff Jarrett, right? I guess yes, but I I enjoy Jeff Jarrett a little better. But I get I get I get the comparison. I do. 
so I I turned it off, and all of a sudden, all I'm seeing on on the feeds are just meme after meme of on Anderson and a gun, and I'm like, what did I miss? <laughs> it was a fun day. That promo where on Anderson explains sometimes you just gotta shoot a man. <laughs> Boy, like I said, I don't normally watch wrestling. I certainly haven't watched this, and I just, I just want to live in it, like through the memes. That's all I want to know about it is whatever the internet wants to tell me about it. <laughs> oh, you brought up wrestling. Let's let's talk about this now. Let's 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 get a uh, spooky snake season out of the way here, Joe. Ooh, spooky snake season, Triple S. <laughs> we watch. This week for Six Weeks of Horror, Escape the Undertaker, this little short film, although for some people it's not very short. Uh, I was going to say, how dare you? How dare you classify this as a short I film? I believe it's supposed to be from 25 to 30-something minutes. It should take you. It's a story of the New Day going to steal the Undertaker's urn, and it is a choose-your-own-adventure. No, no, what? Hold on. So, I don't. At first, they're not there to steal the. They ask for it. They just say, "Hey, can we have yeah. it?" They're 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 basically going to visit their old pal, Mister. It's true, Uncle Take. And, yeah, like Uncle Take. We're we're here to see. You know, you think like you think we can borrow that urn you got over there? It's almost like Smalls taking the Babe Ruth baseball. <laughs> like he plans on giving it back. He's just borrowing. It's it. true. Yes. And then all of a sudden, uh, the Undertaker apparently stole the Macho Man's surveillance room that he had to peek on Gorgeous George. (laughs) Either that or he moved into his house and just put his fucking cross logo up on the front door as if he like, hey, don't come visit the Undertaker, but here's this giant ass fucking 20 foot Undertaker cross logo above the door. Like, that's the kind of shit you only put out on Christmas when it's a fucking Santa Claus and a reindeer. Everything you're saying is true. Yes. They did not come to steal the urn. Just The Undertaker decided to fuck with him a little bit <laughs> instead of just saying yes or no. And it does, like you said, it becomes a choose your own adventure, which I had no idea going in that this was that. Oh, look, that's awesome. So it says, like,. It says, like, Netflix interactive. And you're like, I have, what the fuck does like, that mean? <laughs> and I'm like, that sounds interesting. I wonder what that could mean. I wonder if Netflix Interactive is a subsidiary of Netflix and they're teaming up with WWE to do a series of movies. okay. Because I'm sure, I'm sure this is just one in a long series of Netflix WWE co-productions. Like that one, the main event, where the little kid got to wrestle The Miz. <laughs> Uh, yes, Netflix did this, I say, two, three years ago with an episode of Black Mirror called Bandersnatch, where it was a choose-your-own-adventure. You uh, told these people what to do. So I knew this going in, so I was very excited for it because it's like, oh, that's such a cool thing. Did you have choose-your-own-adventure books when you were younger? As in, like, read them. I know they existed. Uh, the way oh I yeah, said. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say it was like um like one of my favorite things, but I definitely had. I it. loved it. I, whenever I saw a Choose Your Own Adventure book, I always grabbed it because I thought it was the coolest things. Like, oh wow, I get to to see this story unfold in different ways. Awesome. So this is awesome for me. Uh, what you think of it? How how did you uh were you 
ready to go? Did you have an idea going in? Like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow this person if they give me the option. Like, how, how were you? Uh... No, it it caught me totally off guard the first time the option comes up. To and I want to say the first one is when the new day walks into the house. It gives you the option of following either Woods, Kofi, or Big E. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Who touched whatever? <laughs> like I. What do you mean, like, follow the light or follow the the uh, fog? Like, like, what are we doing here? And, like, so all of a sudden, I think I clicked. I clicked whichever one was, like, Kofi. Yeah, I clicked Kofi. It followed the and whispers I, I think upstairs. Kofi went, he went up yeah. the stairs. So I, I did, I did that. First, and, then, and then, like, as it goes on, I'm like, Oh God! Did I did I pick the right one? Like, am I winning? Like, how do you? So now now I'm confused. So I if you I was watching it on a desktop, so I scrolled my mouse over and it's like undo less yeah, selection. Yeah, you could do that on Netflix. So I'm yeah. like, oh, I was like, oh, thank God. So now I went back and then I watched the Xavier Woods one, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is the right oh, one either. Like, could that, now I now I I think I'm in a game. Where I have to like try to win and defeat the Undertaker myself by navigating the new day through his haunted house. Like I feel like all of a sudden, Big E, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods grabbed me by the back of my shirt and said, Hey pal, you're coming into an escape room with us and you need to be the leader here. And I was like, guys, I don't know. This is a lot of fucking pressure. And I was so scared that every time I had to make a selection, I ended up going back and playing every fucking option to see which one would have been the right one. Oh, my. This turned into a goddamn three-hour movie for me. He turned it into the Lord of the Rings Extended Edition. It was like fucking JFK. Oh. Like Blockbuster would make you consider this two rentals. Oh, you get the double, the double VHS. Oh, I love it. Wow. Yeah, so I didn't do that. I just did it and then restarted it and went a couple different ways. <laughs> oh my god. I was I was so I was like I genuinely didn't know like this is why I hate this fucking idea. I don't ever want to do one of these movies again. Like I I was so scared I did the wrong thing. How am I supposed to know what the right selection is? There isn't. I don't want the new day to get hurt. All of a sudden I gotta have a fight and they and then and then you could get them hurt. All of a sudden, <laughs> once once they get into the house, they decide, "Hey, we don't want to just borrow Uncle Take's urn. We want to steal the urn and take the power for ourselves because positivity just isn't enough anymore." And and these evil motherfuckers now just go about tearing up this old man's house. He just wants to be left alone. Why do we keep waking the Undertaker? Look how tired he, he looks is. so tired. So, yeah, after 30 minutes, I went back. I did it again. I, I followed each guy. I think there's still plenty of different uh, outcomes I can do. And uh, I had a fun time with it. I'm so sorry that you you had such a different experience. It abused my mental health. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought everyone did a good job with the acting and the the silliness, and it looked really cool. Like uh, it looks it shot beautifully, and uh, I think if you have a half an hour or a little longer, according to hours. Joe, I think you should definitely check this out. It's a really fun. Uh, I, uh, it's a fun thing. I think it could have been a lot more sillier. Sure, 
I think they could have amped up the New Day, like, even more. Like, a lot of the things they were doing, I don't want to say it felt like they were going through the motions, because I never get that vibe from those guys with anything they do. But I felt like it could have been more, it could have been bigger. And, my God, someone just leave the poor Undertaker alone. He's tired. He doesn't want to come out and play anymore. Look at the wrinkles on that man. Yes. There's baggage under those eyes. Seeing the Undertaker move was probably the worst part of it. Oh, my God. You, he's, at first, he's sitting in a chair, and you're like, good, he's sitting down, just watching, and then well, he gets involved. At first, he's like a blacksmith, and he's like hammering, yeah. like, it's like forged in fire. To put around the yeah. earth. And then all of a sudden, they cut scenes, and he's sitting behind this very sophisticated computer surveillance system that looks like he's fucking Paul Blart, mall cop, just trying to see who's walking through the fucking food court at, at Casa de Taker. And it's like, hey, the new day is here. Let me bring them into my house so they can fucking ruin everything and try to steal my power. Like, oh my god. I gotta say, The Undertaker's, uh, he's got a lot of curb appeal. The front of the house is beautiful. Does not look like a creepy old dead man lives there. No, and the landscaping is it's outstanding. It's so good, right? I was like, oh, The Undertaker's house is fly as fuck, he's bro. He's got trees. The lawn is beautiful. His shrubbery is done per- to perfection. Even those those little torches yes. that he great. has it really right outside works. the door. It really spruces up yes, the place. Yes, it was great. I got to say, I was very impressed, Undertaker. Good job, bro. <laughs> Like, I, I never pictured The Undertaker as much of an interior designer, but if you do remember, he did put that special upholstery in the casket for the <laughs> warrior back in the 90s. So maybe, like, this has just been a passion project of his all along. <clears throat> Who knew? He did have a lot of free time, so, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> oh, man. Escape The Undertaker on Netflix. It dropped... I think just this week, a couple days ago, if you haven't checked it out, you're a fan of wrestling, not a fan of wrestling, who cares? It's something interesting. Just check out the choose-your-own-adventure style of this. It's it's really cool. Yeah, basically, it's what would happen if the New Day went to an escape room, and the theme of the escape room was The Undertaker's yep. House. Very good. Definitely, I would recommend it if we were hitting Main Man. It's definitely like a, a three, three and a half. I think it's a good time. I would go a little lower. I would go probably a two and a half. Sure. Um, I like I said, I think they could have upped the I get comedy that. on it, but I do, I do agree with what you said about the way it was shot. It looks great for something that I'm sure the budget like was not overwhelming. Yeah. I think they did a great job, like with the uh, presentation and production. Yeah, I wouldn't think something like that. I would think this is like a quick little thing they did over a weekend. Let's just, you know, we got this idea. Let's see. And I imagine maybe next year they'll do another one if if people are checking it out and it'll probably be a little better. I would have liked a Bray Wyatt thing instead of Undertaker. Obviously, Bray Wyatt's not around. But, uh, you know, we need a new creepy guy so we could lay off the Undertaker, please. Yeah, bring back... uh... Oh, uh, what was that guy? Uh, the front row, Nathan Jones. Let's do a Nathan Jones Nathan movie. Jones. <laughs> oh man, Nathan Jones. He's creepy. Yeah, didn't he have lactating nipples? Was that him? Yes, I believe he. Yes, he was the lactator. <laughs> that should have been his gimmick. Imagine like, 
And coming down the aisle at a weight of 285 pounds, from the <coughs> Dairyland, he is the Lactator. That's right. And anytime he's in like some submission hold, he lactates and he wiggles out of it. And he wiggles out of it. Right? Yes. It's great. <laughs> By God, King, he's so slippery. He's slippery <laughs> when wet, King. My God. Oh, give us the book, Vince. Be back on top in no time. Did you uh, watch anything else before our uh, main event topic here? <laughs> you know, we spoke about this a little bit just in passing. It was uh, just coming out on HBO, The Many Saints of Newark. Oh, you got I have a very, to it. Ooh, okay. I have a very decorated, checkered past with my opinions on The Sopranos. They do not need to be repeated yes, here. Simply go back into it. the archives like two of the past two... Simply go back into any of the past 263 episodes to hear me shit on The Sopranos. But I watched The Many Saints of Newark this week okay. because it just came out. Yes. And a lot of people were it was the getting thing. around to talking about mm-hmm. it. And I said, you know what? I want to be one of the people. I want to be a cool kid, even though I don't really have to try too hard. I said, I'm going to be out there on the front line seeing this movie, Gomez. Yes, it was the... Uh the big release it was in theaters and HBO Max last week. I did not get around to it. I it is on my list, but they uh, put this in theaters. Yes, it was in theaters. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't. Uh, I didn't even pay attention to box office. I I think it. Thank did. God you didn't sit in that theater by mistake <laughs> with your nachos. <laughs> I believe it did very poorly. But again, you know, regardless of the quality of the movie. You know, the only HBO Max movie that really did anything was fucking Godzilla vs. Kong. I think because it was just the first one and at the time that it came out. But all these HBO Max releases have not done well in the box office. Mm. So, But even with this, I mean, you really have to wonder, who's the target audience for this? Because The Sopranos is 15 years ago now. Yes. And it's not like there's been constant... Like content in a, you know, it's not like there's been a book or some kind of fan fiction or no. or anything to keep it going. Is, is there like Sopranos Con where like people get I'm up sure. and come dressed as Paulie Walnuts? I'm sure there is. I'll say though, Sopranos has always stays in the cycle because when people ever when people talk about the greatest TV shows, it, it's one of the things that gets mentioned. So I feel like because of that, it probably has this lasting imprint bigger than we think. You know what I mean? Like it, it is something that gets talked about. You hear The Wire, Breaking Bad, Sopranos. Like these are the go-to things whenever anyone mentions an, an all-time But at show. the same time, you got to remember too that for the era, it was on a premium channel on cable and that's not where people watched Premium sure. TV. Yes, The Sopranos was definitely over for its time. I'm not trying to minimize that. But it was available to many, 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 many fewer people than it would be today. And that's what I mean. So I think now that it's so easily accessible and HBO Max, you know, it's it's on there. I think it's probably something that is more watched than we think. It probably is. Also, it's like the 20th anniversary, right? So it's kind of... Been in the in the air a little bit. Well, it's fifteen years since the finale. Yeah, see, so like I, I feel like, right? I feel like people have been talking about it a little more lately, especially with this movie. So I don't know. I understand though. It is. It's a movie for fifty-year-olds. You know, sixty-year-old people who watch this. You know, target audience when it had first come out. 
and there's no stars in the movie, right? It's it's a bunch of of nobodies, maybe one or two people you kind of know, right? Uh, Ray Liotta's in it. Okay, um, it's not really a star nowadays, but I get it. No, like, but that's like his genre. No, I if, get. It. I think it's like. I think it's like in the commandments where like if you're going to do any type of mobster movie, you must contact Ray Liotta to gauge his interest. He gets first refusal rights. Yeah, I believe he does at this point. Um honestly, it's a terrible movie. I've heard it's very terrible. mixed things. I've heard people like it. Very few people love it. I'll say that. It's very few love. I hear I do hear people like it. I do hear people not like it. One thing I hear is maybe this should have been a miniseries. Give me, you know, six, seven episodes of this instead of a movie here. It probably would have worked better as a miniseries because I would say the first 20 to 25 minutes are very confusing because you're <clears throat> you're sitting there trying to put together Who's who, who these characters yeah. are in I the scope that. of the timeline. And meanwhile, one of the biggest things that's been built up in this is that James Gandolfini's son is playing young Tony Soprano. And yet, he's has such a minimal role. I was going to say, he's not really he's, in it, right? Yeah. He's really not. He's such a bit player. It really focuses on Christopher's father. Yes. Who was the guy who Tony looked up to as a kid, Dickie Moltisanti. It's just a very confusing, very poorly written, very all-over-the-place script. Nothing of real worth. It does, it does feel like The Sopranos, though, because... It is exactly what The Sopranos were was back in the day, okay. and that is an abundance of filler. Oh, I love it. <laughs> maybe, maybe one good idea that we didn't know how to flesh out, so we just filled ninety minutes just so we could say we gave you something that some of you are going to be dumb enough to think was <laughs> great. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm definitely planning on checking it out. Sopranos is something we've talked about rewatching. I don't know if it's gonna happen anytime soon. I'll probably watch the movie first, but uh, I do hear if you rewatched it, you know, you get a little more context of the movie, a little more stuff like that. I'm sure there's Easter egg articles and everything that explain yeah, the I'm movie. I'm sure and there stuff. is, but you know what? It's it's a bad movie. <laughs> it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. One and a half stars. Ooh. Single and a half main men. This thing is fucking trash. Dang. And that's why, like, the fact that it made any... It, it should have been given away for free. Because there, there is nothing redeeming about... If you're a Sopranos fan, I really... Like, if you're a super fan, like someone who really loves the Sopranos, and there are tons and tons of people out there who do. And I get that. And I'm okay with that. I've come to terms with it. Don't agree with it, but whatever. Listen. How you can sit there after being force-fed those last three seasons of shit in the first place and then come and watch this piece of fucking flaming hot garbage and then ingest it like it's a fucking Salisbury steak from banquet frozen dinners with the corn and the brownie on the side. How you're going to sit there and say this is a good movie? Go fuck yourself. Never watch a movie again. You've lost your movie privileges. Oh, no. Uh, Many Saints of Newark they debuted at number four on the box office, made four point six million. Debuted in three thousand screens, so it got a pretty uh, big release there. Four point six million is just Ray Liotta's cigarette budget. <laughs> the number two movie I saw in theaters this weekend, The Adams Family Two. They uh, made a sequel to the move, the twenty nineteen animated Adams Family movie. 
and it was cute, but uh, I I think uh, the first one was a little better for anyone thinking of taking their kids to see it. It's available on uh, Amazon or something, I believe. And oh, for like a rental? It might be Amazon Prime free. I'm not sure, but either way, it's on Amazon. Oh, really? Yes, I think it's a... I, I want to say it's on Prime free, but I'm not sure. So what'd your daughter think? Is she like in love, in love with the Adams family now? She really likes it. She wanted to see it when she started seeing the trailers and the commercials. She's like, "Oh yeah," <clears throat> I showed it to her last year, uh, and I wasn't sure because as much as I'm the horror kid, she's uh, she's not really embraced her daddy's horror side yet. So I'm very uh, Cautious of what I show her, I'm not trying to scare her away, and so you want her to make the decision for herself. Like, Daddy, I want to see something scary. And then yes. you say, Baby girl, this is the first day where you've really become my daughter. Exactly. I'm not gonna go, Hey, Shorty, look at this. Can you believe they sold this guy's mouth to this guy's ass? It's crazy, right? I'm not doing that yet. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> we've we've got a, we've got another six to eight months for that. I mean, her first movie was Human Centipede three, but she's a baby; she don't remember that shit. Uh, so I, I try not to show her. So I I said like, oh maybe she'll be into it. And like even with movies that are kid movies, I'm like, hey, are you interested in this? Like, you want to see this? And sometimes she says yes, sometimes she says no. Like we talked about many times, Space Jam was a big yes, shocking. There's movies, I'm like, oh, you want to see this? He's like, nah. There was a movie where it's like animals in an amusement park or some shit. I'm like, yo, this kid can't wait. A fucking bear in a roller coaster? This kid's going to be about it. And she was like, nah, I don't want to see it. I don't even remember the name of the movie because I've asked her so many times. She's like, nope, nope, no interest. Who doesn't want to see a bear in a roller coaster? What's going on with this know. kid? I've always said that my favorite animals are the ones that talk. Exactly. So. Come on. So I showed her the trailer for Adam's Family. She... She was like, okay. She watched it like three, four times when she first saw it, so she was really into it. So this is like, hey, I'll take it. I'll take Adam's family because there's some creepiness, nothing too bad, but hey, it's good enough for me. Well, I'm glad to hear you had a nice time out. Yes. And then I went back to the movies that same day, Joe. And boy, wow. you spent a lot of time at the movies this week. I did. I have that, you know, that thing I pay a flat fee, and then I get to see a certain number of movies. So it pays to just chill in the theater. And, I mean, I had to go back to the theater. How could I not see the number one movie in America, Joe? I mean, you would be stupid not to. $90 million. Could you fucking believe it? $90 no. million. I, I really couldn't what? because <laughs> the first one is not good. Like, can you agree with me that it's not good? No, the first one is wonderful. I, I mean, I, I get where you're entertained by it, but it's not a good movie. No, it's not. Like, certainly, certainly not enough to generate, like, all this huge interest and, and a $90 million opening weekend at the box office. Yes. For this to make $90 million, you would have thought the first one was this smash hit that everyone was like, yo, I can't wait. But I feel that wasn't the case. I can look it up fast here. But I feel like it made some money, but it wasn't until after the fact where it became a thing. Eddie and Venom became this this thing. I don't know. <laughs> so of course we're talking about Venom. Let there be carnage. And Gomez, I have a little tidbit for you. Mm. Did you know that there was almost a different subtitle to this movie? What would what would it be? I mean, it it, it makes perfect sense with carnage there. 
Actually, I think this one's a lot better. Oh, really? What is what, what is it? It would have been called. This was the backup. Venom. Love will tear us apart. That's a great title too. I'm not gonna lie. It's stupendous. It works. Oh my goodness. A double. So let's see. Venom made eighty million. It's opening weekend. Wow. Amazing. The first Venom. The first Venom. Yes. This is. Wow, we're in a vent. It's the time of Venom. Who knew? When they signed Tom Hardy in this first movie, everyone was like, this is going to be some interesting-ass movie. Boy, oh boy. I Honestly, as much as I didn't like the first one is as much as I did like this one. This movie. This movie. Ooh, this movie. <laughs> this movie was so much fucking fun. Not that I sat there and said, I have just seen the, the latest masterpiece of American cinema. But when I left that theater, I was laughing. I was smiling. I was in a terrific mood. Just the interaction between Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock and Venom was so fucking good that it audibly popped me almost throughout the entirety of the film. That I would either chuckle or full on laugh. I was just so engaged with this movie that I could not stop. So the people who made this movie, basically, they saw the reaction to the first movie. They said, all right, this is what the kids want. And they gave us what we wanted. Turned it up to 11. And this movie is like 90 minutes long. So as soon as you sit down, shit is happening and shit continues to happen non-stop throughout this movie boy oh boy what a picture bro i think tom hardy kind of like amped it up with like his selling for venom yes everything everything was amped up and the um the introduction of woody harrelson as carnage was like just so like it's so good woody harrelson's fucking great like he's just great and he fucking added so much to this movie that it just became like such a. I, I, this is how I will describe this movie until the end of time. It is such a good time. It is a fun day at the movie theater. And honestly, I feel like we don't get enough of those. Like, like especially me. Like, I'm very critical when I don't like something like The Many Saints of Newark or The Sopranos. And it sucks. Whatever. But the fact of the matter is that like I didn't care if this is a good movie like by film nerd standards or what like I just had so much fun with this that I cannot wait for another fucking Venom movie just because I want to have that fun again the movie starts with uh, a flashback of the Woody Harrelson's character and I've never really seen this in a movie I mean maybe please correct me um it was a younger actor playing the character, but they dubbed in Woody Harrelson's voice. And it was just amazing to see. And it really lets you know this movie is going to be something right at the start. It is. The movie is about uh, Cassidy. Uh, what's this guy's name? Class Cassidy something. I'm drawing a blank here. The Woody Harrelson character. We saw him in the first Venom. He's on death row here. Wants to see... Eddie Brock, they have some kind of connection. And uh, he takes a bite out of Eddie's hand and a little bit of the venom goes in his mouth. That's a fun way to introduce uh, Carnage. I don't believe uh, 
that's how it was in the comics. So I was like, oh, that's interesting, because I was curious to see how he would become the monster here, since he is on death row, not really getting out. Once he gets out, let there be carnage. He even says it in the movie, doesn't he? He goes, let there yes, be carnage. So Cletus Cassidy is the Cletus character Cletus name. that's it. I couldn't think of the first And thing. honestly, for me, I know nothing yeah. about Carnage except that he exists. Yes, he's a red and venom. I, yeah, I always just thought of him as the red venom. I know nothing. I don't even know. Like, I didn't know what his real name was, where he came from, where what he likes, what he doesn't like, what he tastes like, what he acts like. I know nothing. He's always been so like to that. me. Yeah, like the serial this was killer. All, yeah, like, the, and I'm like, I'm sitting there going, if this is the real Carnage story, like maybe I gotta go back and read some Carnage because this is pretty fucking fun. But, like, in the books, is he written like Woody Harrelson? Because I feel like I'm going to be disappointed if he's not, like, this, like, swaggery old man like Woody Harrelson. Uh, so, I don't want to say swaggery, but he's 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 the crazy. Like, he is. In, in the comics, he's always been, like, the psychotic serial killer. That's why Carnage is so crazy, because Venom, as bad as he is, he's not killing everyone. You know, Carnage is just kill anyone, do anything. So... In that sense, like he's wild, but no, he don't got. I don't. Off the top of my head, no, he ain't got no swagger like Woody. Woody's over there <laughs> fucking walking in that suit and that stuff. I'm like, God damn, this guy is woo. When he puts on that suit <laughs> and then like steals the convertible, yeah. I'm like, my man is just feeling himself right now. It seemed like he had a good time making this movie. And and like we always say, you can hear a smile, <laughs> and that's like I got those vibes from the cast. Like everyone in this cast, I felt like was really enjoying going to work and making that movie. Yeah, I believe Tom Hardy has a lot of a lot of input into to how the how they interact, and uh, he he was a big fan of turning it up. He does the voice of Venom. They just do a little voice modification modulation so, yeah. yeah so he's probably in that studio just like having the time of his life just being wacky in there because you know he loves his voices brother eddie fuck this guy oh that was a high point in the movie that, it popped the place it was great <laughs> there were like so many like even just like when it i don't think like certain lines were written to get like an audible reaction but like some of them were just, like, so quick and witty that you're just, like, you're laughing, almost wondering if everyone is catching what you're catching. Like, there was just so much to it. We always uh, go into these things assuming that someone has seen the movie so that we talk openly about spoilers. And, I mean, the biggest thing out of the movie is the post credit scene, so we have to talk about that, Joe. I uh, didn't realize they were going there, but they certainly did. And that was a big holy shit. Yes. So the movie ends with Venom on vacation. And uh, after the credits, we come back and Venom's chilling in the room with Eddie watching some TV. And uh, Eddie complains that, you know, hey, Venom, you know, you don't show me all this stuff. You know, you're supposed to know all this shit. You're from space, blah, blah, blah. And he's warns him. He's like, bro, my shit's so powerful. You can't handle my shit, bro. Whatever. They talk himself into doing it. He starts seeing shit. But then we notice there's some kind of flash. And uh, something comes on the TV. It's our double main man, Jonah Jameson, talking about Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Oh, baby. Yeah, giving away his secret identity from the 
end of Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. And Tom Hardy and Venom just sitting in the hotel watching it. And it looks like Chaos Gomez is about to ensue. Yes. Seems that I'm double main man, Eddie Brock's in the MCU. We don't know. Could he now show up? I mean, because he's seeing this, it seems that this is happening at the end of the last movie. So could we have secret Venom in the Spider-Man movie? This is crazy. Can you imagine? Like, they've been keeping that under wraps this whole time. But, I mean, they have. They still never talked. To, there's no official word that all these other Spider-Men are in this movie. We all assume it. But no yes. one has flat out said, yeah, Tobey Maguire is definitely in this movie here. Well, I think that this he has to be in it now. So, I'm wondering... So... I could see no Venom in this movie. Maybe a post credit scene at the end where they could set up. Because this is the last, technically, this is the last of the Spidey in the MCU. For net, like, you know, like he, this is a three-picture okay. deal. Sony and Marvel have to work out another deal for them to continue to use the character. So I could see them trying to set up a, maybe in the third Venom movie, there's Spider-Man in there. I don't know. I don't see them jumping Venom into this movies, but you never know. Maybe just a quick cameo. I just, I just want to see Venom like kind of show up next to Tobey Maguire and Tobey Maguire being like, "Wow, Eddie, you've really changed since the last time I've seen you." Yes. Why not Topher Grace? Have him hang out with Topher Grace. No, I think we're good with he that. He eats him. Maybe he eats Topher Grace. How about Maybe that? Maybe he should eat Topher Grace. <laughs> yes. He bites his head off. Ah, <laughs> uh, Topher Grace. What's he been doing? Nothing. Right? Like, he don't... Like, have you seen him in he, anything? I The most news I've seen him make, even semi-recently, was that he did, like, a fan edit of the Star oh, Wars... Oh, that's uh, right. Yes. Prequels. Yes. Like, the, uh, the episode one, two, and three. He did a fan edit to make it one film, and he did, like, a screening of it by invite only. Yes. So, like, it was okay because not making any money off it. And it's, like, one of those things that people on the internet are clamoring for because everybody says... Oh my God, it's so good! You'll have such a good appreciation for this this trilogy if you saw it, and like people go nuts for it now. I believe that because there's a lot in that prequel trilogy. There's just a lot of bad surrounding that we it. could do without. Yes. So yeah, if you trim that shit and you give me a three and a half four hour movie of all those things, yeah, I think you could get something uh, something special there. Uh, so yeah, uh, let me uh, hit some music here for Venom. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? All right, Joe. Sounds like we both had a good time at this uh, at this picture here. What do you give Venom? Love will tear us apart. Goddamn. Love will tear us so apart. So good. What do you give it on your main man standings? What band was that? Was that like the Joy Division or something? Love, love will tear us apart. Yeah, but then there's also there's a Fall Out Boy cover. So that's... Oh, really? Yes, there is. Well, I'm thinking that this could lead to a bunch of more Venom movies <laughs> with like goth indie rock <laughs> subtitles. I'd be down for like, it. Like, I, I feel like that's something that would be right up Tom Hardy's alley. He's down for whatever. God bless him. 
listen, I love this movie. And quite frankly, if this movie does not win the Best Picture Oscar, <laughs> there is no sense in even having a fucking award show anymore. That would be fucking bullshit, chicanery, collusion if this doesn't win. This is the best movie of the fucking year. 2021, number one, baby. Quadruple and a half. Main man. Four and a half fucking stars for Venom. Let there be carnage. Love will tear us apart. All of the good shit. This movie is the bee's knees. Uh, yeah, Dallas. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna go a little lower than you. I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three and a half, triple and a half, main man. I disagree with that. Move it up. <laughs> I'm gonna give. You it- don't talk about your best picture winner in those terms. It's in the. It's, uh, we'll see if how it moves on a second viewing. Maybe it jumps up. We'll see. It's a good time. Maybe you need to go bring nachos to the Venom movie. <laughs> this is true. I I did not have anything because I had went to the movies early and I had popcorn. So when I went back, I just got a drink. I didn't I didn't get anything to eat. Maybe that's why. Hmm. Maybe that's why, Joe. We'll see. I'll make nachos next time, definitely. <laughs> Quadruple and a half main man. Best picture award winner. Book it. Uh, next week, uh, this week's big, uh, release is James Bond. We will not be watching that. <laughs> no, um, because honestly, I've never once seen any James Bond movie and I will not be starting now. Really? That's, that's crazy. I figure you saw a Pierce Brosnan one back in the day or something. The entirety of my James Bond viewing was spent playing GoldenEye on Nintendo 64. What a game. The best. Oh, at the t- oh my god. Like I think that's probably that's got to be considered one of like the most influential games of all time, right? Yes, it's always on list when people do best games of all time and stuff. It's always in the top 10. It's always up near the top. It's it's a great game. I mean, and it lasted. I felt like the staying power for that game was so long. Like it was just one of those things where like you would go hang out with your friends because Four people could yes. play at once. There was nothing Everyone like it. could take turns shooting each other. You know, and that was before we had online play, really. Yeah, that's why. So it was like, it just blew. It was the ultimate party game for the mid, mid-teen young adult category. It was great. Yeah, so no James Bond. I've seen a few movies, but uh, no. Uh, we're going to do, did you finish Midnight Mass? I did finish oh, Midnight okay. Mass. That's something we can talk yes. about next week. So we have one episode of that. Uh, I have one episode of that left, so definitely we'll talk about that. And regular, we'll figure it out. But uh, There's always stuff to talk yes. about. We always find stuff to talk about. And if not, I will just pick something I see in my living room where I record this and just start ranting about it just to give you guys content. Because much like the many saints of Newark... We find out that nothing in this world matters anymore except content. Whether it's good or bad, it's just the fact that we can say, here's something. And that's what the Many Saints of Newark is. Just something. (laughs) Well, we're just about out of time for this episode, Joe. So we should hit some music first, though. 
hitting it. It is now time for the big finish. All right, Joseph, it's time for the big finish. I love the big finish. It's my favorite kind of finish. All right, today's big finish. Top three breakfast sides. Oh, baby. When you get breakfast, I guess at a diner, IHOP, whatever, what are you getting besides your main dish here? Here we go. So I'm always, I always get a side of bacon. I just, I mean... Are you a bacon? I'm a sausage guy. I'm a sausage guy. Sausage guy. Okay. But bacon, I completely understand. I'll tell you what better not be on anyone's list. Anything with fruit. If you get a fucking fruit cup or or some kind of fried (laughs) apples or some strawberry sauce, banana, get the fuck off my table. I don't even want you sitting with me. You embarrass me. That was like the time I went to Sizzler with the CPA, and CPA ordered broccoli. Broccoli? As a side on my table. I was like, you're going to fucking embarrass me at the Sizzler, bro. I'm surprised they let you back. you. Oh, my goodness. You know what you could get? You could get some sticky buns. How about some sticky buns? Uh, I love... No matter what I get, if I'm at a, a new place, I will always get a side of their biscuits and gravy. I gotta try biscuits and gravy, no matter what. I have to have it. Biscuits and gravy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I always think uh, sausage is my number one go-to. Sometimes I like... I don't order this as a main breakfast entree ever, but I do like it as a side, and that is a simple short stack of buttermilk pancakes. Yes. Sometimes I get an omelet, but I just I do need a side of pancakes. I just need it sometimes. I'm a I'm a big omelet guy. I'm a big uh, country fried steak guy. Yeah. I I love a good country fried steak. Also, uh, French toast. I love French toast. So those are my like my go-to main things. But every now and then, if I'm feeling something good on the side, I want some hash browns. Hash browns, some, yes. Hash browns, chef's kiss. Especially when you get good hash browns. Oh, it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> uh, I will take all the time no, I need no. to pontificate about my hash browns. God damn I'm it. I'm doing it for the time count. <laughs> Hash, how dare you try to cut my hash browns? No, speech. I was gonna ask you hash browns or home fries. Like, what what, what are we no, feeling? No, I, I if if I have the option, I prefer hash browns. Yes, I I do. I do like but, home fries, but I, I do like like a shredded hash brown. Mm, yes, so good. I will take home fries if that's what they offer, and there's no option. That's fine. Um, but if you're giving me the option, hash browns every time, a hundred out of a hundred. Hundred out of. Oh, I rudely interrupted his speech to let you know time was up. That's just <laughs> and biscuits, just a regular fucking biscuit. Yeah, but I put the gravy on the biscuit. You know, yeah, a little sausage gravy on that shit. I love it. Everyone makes it different, so I'm always I'm always excited to try it when I see it on the menu. You know, but you know, I talk about this all the time. I just love breakfast food in general. Yes. And if I could eat, like, Denny's breakfast every fucking day or a Waffle House breakfast or, you know, because those are, like, reliable things. You know what you're getting when you go there. 
Like, I could do that shit every meal of the day oh. and get something different every Breakfast time. Breakfast for dinner is the best. Who doesn't love it? <laughs> the best. Sadly, I'm uh, I'm alone in that thinking. Uh, my family don't really like breakfast, so they. You know, maybe it's time for you to not like your family. It's just it's understandable because I'm yes. I'm up trying to have pancakes and they want like uh, leftover steak or whatever. You know, oh let me have some pasta that was from dinner. It's very upsetting to me. I just I think it's time for you to to do your best big show impersonation and turn heel on the rest of the Mez family. Ain't nothing. I'm just gonna make breakfast all day, every day now. All day, start choke slamming your mom through the kitchen table. <laughs> Daughter comes in to ask what's for dinner. Choke slam through the microwave. <laughs> We're having eggs. We're always having eggs. <laughs> the answer is always fucking eggs. Oh, uh, but everybody, thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys coming out in bigger numbers every week. Thank you for sticking with us. If you made it this far with my horrible voice, hopefully Gomez is able to edit out so much of the coughing yes. because it has been it has been a bit of a struggle to get through this today. But I appreciate you sticking with us. Remember to follow us everywhere on social media at Card Jomez. Also, you can check out the Twitch channel that we've been popping in and out on, twitch.tv slash Suze. Check us out on YouTube if you missed the One Chip Challenge, where both Gomez and I ate the Pocky uh, spicy scorpion pepper uh, tortilla chip. That is up on YouTube, youtube.com slash Shoes, or you can follow any of my personal stuff at the Shoes on Twitter and Instagram. The Gomez154, that's me on Instagram and Twitter. Holla. And we'll be back next week with some more six weeks of horror and general fuckery. Until then. Until next time, friends. Peace.